Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ali Corbin Kintreep here with a breakdown of the action for Thursday, January 4th, where we saw the indexes get hit by some late session selling, Ken. Yeah, we had blue chips uh, outperforming for a good part of the session. Uh, NASDAQ S&P really was, wasn't, didn't do much uh, the whole session. But yeah, sellers came into the market. Uh, take a look at three stocks, though, a couple of financial stocks, uh, fifth third Bancor in the regional banking group. Also, uh, investment manager Apollo Global Management, uh, APO is the symbol there. And then finally, uh, Novo Nordisk, which uh, made a nice move today. Yes, it did. And we'll get to those three stocks. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down almost six tenths of a percent, while the S&P 500 lost three tenths of a percent on the day. The Russell 2000 was fractionally lower and the Dow, as you said, outperforming just fractionally higher on the day. So now we are seeing a pileup of down days here, Ken, and the index here, the NASDAQ losing further ground versus the 21 day. Yeah, I mean, uh, headed into today, the NASDAQ uh, showed two straight uh, declines of uh, at least uh, 1%. Uh, so, you know, we're seeing some some distribution uh, on the NASDAQ and uh, some mild uh, distribution on the S&P 500 as well. So the calendar turns to 2024 and uh, indexes uh, look a little vulnerable here after, after big gains in 2023. And, uh, you know, the start of the year have seen a lot of growth stocks, uh, a lot of the big winners in, in 2023 uh, sort of profit take. Uh, maybe some tax uh, selling. So the NASDAQ looks a little vulnerable here. It lost uh, its 21-day line, closed near its low again today. So I suppose that raises the likelihood of a, uh, a possible pullback to the 50-day moving average here, which you see is just above that 14,000 level. Right, exactly. Obviously, with how strong the market was in November and December, it would have been nice to see that 21-day line continue to act as a support level. But be putting the declines in the context of the super performance that we saw in November and December. I mean, we were saying how stretched uh, the indexes were getting from their moving averages. So from here, Ken, ideally, what would you want to see? Well, I think, you know, if you'd like to see downside, uh, if, if we do, you know, uh, continue to, to head lower, you don't want to see expanding volume to the downside. We've seen a little bit, a little bit of that uh, so far in, uh, in in January. Then you also want to see your your leading stocks uh, start to start to firm up a little bit. So, again, the big, uh, big winners, whether it's the Magnificent Seven stocks or other, you know, big uh, winners in the software and uh, semiconductor space, um, you know, they're, they're, they're probably ready to to just uh, pull back and digest gains a little bit so um you know a pullback is fine uh, remember we were up nine straight weeks uh, headed into this right. week so uh that's a pretty pretty significant win streak uh so we we come back here and i think the weekly chart for the nasdaq provides good perspective because we're going to really see if that uh that 10 week moving average the red line there holds that's a that's a key support level and uh we'll, we'll see if it if it tests that line and it and buyers come in and uh, offer support that's a still a question mark right now Great. Okay. Well, let's take a look at the S&P 500 as well, breaking its big winning streak so far this week as well with one session to go in the shortened trading week. And we're seeing the S&P right at 
its 21-day line here. Yeah, so maybe looks a little bit better than the uh, NASDAQ because it's uh, holding above that short-term support level. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, we did uh, we did get some selling late in the session today, and that was after three straight higher volume declines for the S&P 500. So mentioned on IBD Live this morning, uh, the percentage declines uh, for those three distribution days, uh, Friday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, they weren't really big percentage decline. So the, the distribution days on the S&P 500 really don't have the feel of you know major institutional selling. So to see the S&P 500 kind of holding uh, support here, it's uh, it, it looks vulnerable, you know, because it, it made a nice, uh, nice bounce off the uh, 21 day line today, but it gave back uh, a lot of that uh, gain by the close. It sure did. And now let's take a look at the Dow continuing to hold up pretty nicely here. What do you think, Ken? Yeah, uh, had a had a decent uh, decent gain uh, earlier today, but you can see it closed all the way down near its uh, session low, but uh, arguably holding up uh, holding up the best here. I think the Dow has uh, you know outperformed uh, pretty much every day since the start of the year, and you know we've seen uh, healthcare stocks like Merck and Amgen uh, outperforming in the blue chip index. So I think when you look at the the Dow and the S and P five hundred, this uh, kind of looks like a, a normal pullback. But again, we're just at, at a point where uh, the indexes and a lot of leading stocks uh, probably deserve a little bit of a, a breather here. Exactly. So let's take a look at the Russell 2000 and really seeing uh, the selling pressure here as of late, of course, more so yesterday than today. Yeah, I mean these are some pretty pretty sharp declines in the uh, in the small cap uh, index, and uh, you know that definitely has a, a slightly different uh, technical look here. You see that ten week line for the for the Russell is pretty far below uh, the last uh, breakout area for this uh, index. So I think the the most vulnerable indexes right now certainly look to be the Russell two thousand and the, uh, the the Nasdaq uh, Composite. Exactly. And let's check in on the 10-year yield because this may have had to do a little bit with the selling pressure on the equity front today, Ken, with the 10-year yield getting back up to that 4% level. Yeah, and I think it was economic data before the open that uh, fueled uh, this this rise in uh, interest rates. You had, uh, let's see, the, the ADP private uh, payroll report uh private uh, employers added many more jobs than expected. It was a very, very strong number. Jobless claims, on the other hand, were weaker than expected. Yeah. So, uh, and this all comes ahead of a, a key employment report uh, tomorrow morning at uh, 8.30 a.m. Eastern time. So the Fed is still monitoring economic data. Um, you know, the, the jobs data this morning was strong. Uh, make, make no mistake about it. The Fed wants to see kind of soft jobless claims. They want to see soft, uh, you know, job growth, but uh, the job market remains uh, strong here. So we'll see what the jobs numbers look like tomorrow. Okay. And a few quick ETFs to check in on before we take a look at those stocks. So here's a look at XLF in the financial sector up on the day, but of course, closing off highs along with the broad market, but up four tenths of a percent here. So does this seem like one of the areas that's holding up better than most right now, Ken? Uh, definitely. I mean, it's been a very powerful move off lows for uh, XLF. And uh, next week, really, you know, we kind of mark the official start of uh, earnings season. We've got uh, you know, Bank of America, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, all reporting uh, a week from tomorrow. So next week uh, on Friday, we get a slew of uh, financial earnings reports. Uh, but it remains uh, a nice, uh, a nice pocket of leadership in the market here. Okay, and similarly adjacent to the 
XLFETF, we have KRE tracking regional banks, which have been pulling back lately, but uh, just a little bit and finding support at the, at the key 21-day line. Yeah, coming off a nice uh, accumulation uh, phase here. This is the regional banking uh, ETF. I like the low volume pullback down to the 21-day line. And when you look at a lot of the the, the charts of uh, financial stocks, whether they're ETFs or individual stocks, you really not doesn't really look like a market that's uh, all that uh, you know unhealthy right now. It's uh, the, the charts look uh, pretty good. So uh, KRE making a nice stand at its 21-day moving average, and I'm uh, really interested to hear what the financials have to say next week and uh, if they're going to be able to you know fuel more gains uh, for this for this sector. We'll have to see. Right. And let's also take a look at XLV because, as you mentioned, healthcare stocks, definitely an area to watch for outperformance up about 2.1% so far for the week. And we do have the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference coming up next week. Yeah, yeah, I think that starts uh, January 8th, January 9th, uh, something like that. So probably see a lot of uh, headlines out of the biotech uh, area. So it could be, uh, could be an interesting uh, week for healthcare stocks uh, as well. But they certainly have gotten uh, the year off on, uh, on, on the right foot here. So maybe uh, healthcare stocks are, are ready to lead the market this year. And so speaking of healthcare, let's take a look at InVio because this was definitely a medical sector standout today with a 3.9% gain in heavy volume. And you want to contrast that with LLY to see a downside reversal today for Eli Lilly after an attempted breakout. So InVio, that uh, competitor here looking pretty good in comparison, at least today. Uh, well, I was you know, when I saw that reversal in Eli Lilly, I said, "Oh, let's go to NVO." And uh, I was surprised to see, you know, the stock uh, still held up uh, pretty well. It was a good, uh, a good heavy volume uh, breakout today out, out of a base, a nice gap up with some uh, with some volume. There was some small news for the Danish uh, drug maker. Obviously, they've been kind of rising in tandem with Eli Lilly because uh, Novo Nordisk makes the uh, Wegovy and Ozempic uh, weight loss drugs that are very popular uh, right now, but the company um, actually signed a research and collaboration agreement with a small company called Omega Therapeutics and uh, another privately held company for obesity management. So OMGA is a low price stock, but that was up 100% today, close to 100% on the news of uh, 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 sort of a pact with uh, Novo Nordisk. So good to see uh, NVO, uh, the breakout uh, worked nicely today, even though Eli Lilly reversed, uh, reversed lower, not a great day. Yeah, and uh, the leaderboard team was all over this breakout today, right, Ken? Yeah, we added. Uh, we've been pretty, pretty heavy weighted in in tech, and it's our first uh, healthcare exposure. So we're gonna, you know, keep an eye out in, on the the sector and uh, see if there are other opportunities here. Sounds good. And then in the financial sector, let's start with FITB Fifth Third Bank Corp here up one point three percent on the day, consolidating nicely after a big run in November and uh, the first little bit of December there. Yeah, I mean another reason to be optimistic about the market here. Another reason to just not not say that this uh, you know this uptrend that we're in is uh, is just doomed uh, to to fail. I, I think a lot of financial stocks look uh, look pretty good here. Um, you know the fundamentals. It's, it's still tough to kind of wrap your head around. A lot of them are still showing declining earnings and sales, and the estimates uh, don't look great. But again, next week uh, we'll kick off earnings season with a bunch of financial reports. But uh, this is uh, you know for for a technical look here. FI. T 
ADB is uh, showing very, very bullish uh, technical action. It's still holding on to that strong accumulation distribution rating of A minus, and uh, it's just been kind of pulling back in, in light volume here. So really picture perfect uh, price action. Mm -hmm. And if it can close tightly this week, we might have a three weeks tight on our hands, Ken. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think the price action is definitely setting up uh, an alternate uh, entry here. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll keep tabs on that. And then lastly, let's take a look at APO. We got an upside reversal in Wednesday session and then following up on that today with a gain of almost 3% in above average turnover. Yeah, this uh, this stock actually uh, held up uh, relatively well. I think I'm just going to check it. Yeah, it closed just in the in the middle, in the upper half of its uh, of its range, which is uh, a positive sign. So stock uh, rose was was up close to was up more well over three percent uh, early in the session, but got kind of pulled down late with the with the market. You noted that uh, that upside reversal uh, yesterday, and then the stock moved very well above its uh, short term moving averages today with uh, with good volume. I think the weekly chart still has. Uh, has a very good look here. And it looks uh, to me like a stock that's still uh, still in a buy zone here. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that, Ken. And thanks everyone for tuning in. That is it for today's show, but we will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope you join us where we'll be joined by two of the co-authors of the book, The Life Cycle Trade, Eve Bobak and Kathy Donnelly for a fun discussion about what they're looking for in the big winners of 2024 and how they are handling this current market pullback. So join us, investors.com slash Live for all the details on that tomorrow morning, starting 10 minutes before the opening bell. We'll see you there. And we'll also see you right back here after the close to wrap up the week. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.